You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show. Time to talk football with Ricky Thompson. Presented by Alliance Bank of Central Texas. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. It's presented by Alliance Bank Central Texas. And pleased to welcome in for the first time this season. We uh, plan to do this weekly. Ricky Thompson, our sideline analyst, former Baylor receiver, former NFL receiver, a member of the Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame, and all-around good guy, Ricky Thompson. So a welcome to you. How are you doing today? I uh, doing good. It's been a long time since I've seen you. <laughs> like like an hour. <laughs> yeah, that. That's right. I was uh I was talking about the luncheon. I thought it was really good. What'd you think? Oh, it was great. Yeah. I, I thought Walter did a really good job and of course you I t- I thought set him up a couple of times really well and, <laughs> and was thankful you didn't set him up one more time. But, well, uh, well, we can talk about that Walter. if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, Walter did a great job. He was just that that was really good. I enjoyed that immensely and I think everyone there did. Yeah, and it was such a good crowd. I mean, it's one of the biggest ones we've ever had and just shows, you know, the respect that people have for Walter and what he what he did during his time here and what he continues to do as head of the the Letterman's Association. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, I was telling him before my mother was just asking about him. It Walter and I go to our ranch in Gatesville a couple times a year to hunt hogs and my dad cooks and we eat on the back porch. Mm. I, I think my mom and he talk more than we do, so they, <laughs> they get along really well. She's anxious for Walter to come back to Gatesville. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he he is that type person. A lot of people tell that story. All right, since we brought it up, actually you brought it up, so one story we didn't tell about a time when Walter was with us on the radio broadcast. Um, where did Where was this? Was it Manhattan? Was it Ames? Where was this? Yeah, no, it was beautiful downtown downtown Manhattan. Manhattan, okay, very good. So, yeah, uh, pick up the story. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it was it was a later kickoff, and and we had had uh, a nice dinner, probably way too much dinner, and uh, we weren't ready to go to bed. So Walter and I decided. Uh, let's go to the movie. So right. we, we got a ride to the movie. It didn't start till it was between ten and ten thirty, something <laughs> like that. Pretty late for two guys that had just had a really big meal. It's just and, the first red flag, right? <laughs> yeah, that that's the first one. And then you know, this is really a suspenseful movie that. Oh, I'm guessing maybe we saw fifteen minutes, and uh, we I, I wake up. And Walter's still asleep, and I nudge him, and I look around, and we're the only two not just dudes, people in this theater. And the screen's off. Uh, I guess we've been leaning against each other asleep, and the first thing we do is look around to make sure nobody saw us. Right. (laughs) And then we think, Walter says, you think we're locked in? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I don't know, but we've got to figure out some way to get out of this without telling anybody. And of course the story has grown from there, but we absolutely slept through the entire movie. Every soul in there walks out, leaves us by ourselves sitting side by side in a movie theater in Manhattan, Kansas, absolutely dead asleep. They're, they're still talking (laughs) about those Baylor guys, you know, who are at the movie in Manhattan on a Friday night. Oh, that's funny. You know, 
I can only imagine, but uh, what a funny story. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Well, uh, and Walter told some really good ones today, some that I sort of knew about, but it was fun to have him, you know, kind of share those stories. Yeah, and he was so good at it. Yeah. I, that was really fun to hear. He just, and, you know, that, I know Walter, know Walter well, known him a long time, but you even at an event like that, I hear things I hadn't heard before. Yeah, same here. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it it's really cool. He's he's done a lot of really good stuff, and it's fun to hear directly from him those stories that are just real life. Yeah, yeah. So that really good event, lunch with a legend, Baylor alumni engagement, put that on, and really good crowd there to uh, to honor Walter. And and I said, Ricky, um, you know, Walter did a great job of honoring Coach Taff and Mrs. Taff with some of the stories you know that he he included them on. Well, he did, and it was good to see Coach Taft back out. Of course, he's had a recent fall and broke his shoulder, and uh, he's had a struggle. So it was really good to see him back out. Donnell said he's back up on his walk or some, and uh, that that's really good. Uh, we get our haircut in the same place. So yeah. <laughs> we, we run across each other, and it's been a while since I've seen him. It, it was good to see that he's back out and Donnell there, and uh, I think he really enjoyed it, and it was good that, uh, Walter gave him that attention that he deserved as well. Very much so. All right, let's uh, let's talk Baylor football. Two days away from the season opener. I know you saw the scrimmage a couple of weeks ago. What in your mind are you uh, most looking forward to seeing in this season opener Saturday? You know what? I, honestly, it, it's Blake Shapin. That sounds pretty trite to put it to one person, but I just think Number one, I think Blake's a really good quarterback. I think he's got a ton of ability. I love the way he delivers the football, and J.J.'s talked about that before in our broadcast, and I just think that he was surrounded by a lot of inexperience last year, including him, but right. uh, we had no experience at receiver. What was it? We had five catches coming back from outside last year, mm. and I just think we get into the BYU game last year and had a couple of routes that I didn't think were run very well, and caused some bad throws by Blake. And I think from that point forward, it was really hard to regain that confidence. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Blake and these receivers that have grown together and thrown the ball together through a spring and a fall camp. And I just think we see a different team over there. And and I'm really hopeful that that we see Blake perform up to his ability. And I think that would be a huge difference for this football team. And just for him personally, I'm I'm hoping for a good year. And you keep a close eye on those receivers as a former receiver. A guy like Keetron Jackson, I, I think, can be a huge benefit and uh, boon, really, for uh, Blake Shapin. Yeah, I tell you what, Keetron is that guy uh, a little bit like we've seen the last three or four years when we had that one guy out there, whether it was Tyquan Thornton or who it might be, that's going to go out and get the football. And and what that does for a quarterback to see a receiver go up and take the ball away from a cornerback a and make that tough contested catch and then also run by somebody. But, God, this guy just looks like a receiver. You've seen him, Johnny, 6'2", 210, 215. Uh, he could be a running back, and, he, and he's outside. And that mixed with Josh Cameron, who's another guy that's 215, 220. And, of course, then you got Monterey Baldwin, Baldwin they say 170. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> right. But but he can fly. And if he stays healthy and those other two stay healthy and then with backs up like 
Amari Winfield and Hal Presley, who I thought played well at times last year. I think he got a real chance to be pretty good outside this year. So we'll watch that, watch the quarterback, watch the receivers. How about Mike Smith? I mean, every time I talk to uh, Coach Aranda, and I would say especially after that first scrimmage, he just raves about Mike Smith. I think, Aaron, help me, I, I think Coach Aranda said on the Coach's Show last night, Mike Smith is their best player. He did say that. He did, he didn't said, he? He said, he, I th- maybe he hedged it just a little bit. I think he equivocated bit. a little bit. He said, he said, Mike Smith may be the best football player we have. Yeah. Or the best defensive football exactly. player we have. Exactly. It was One something like that. I'll go back and listen to it. Yeah. Get the exact well, quote, yeah. but very high when on you hear them talk about him, and they say he's not the fastest guy, he's not the biggest guy, but I watched him in the scrimmage, and he looked pretty darn fast to me. He, <laughs> right. He was always around the ball, and he's 230. Uh, I just think that is a huge addition to this football team. I really do. And you – mix him in with what we had coming back. And I I just think our front seven could be really, really good. And I, I think defensively it comes down to those corners and, and how are they going to play? I know with, with Pallage out there, they're going to be pressing and they're going to challenge receivers. And I don't think you're going to see guys running wide open when it's third and five. I think you're going to see a lot of pressure defensively on the outside uh, by our corners and, I think that may be the key to this defense, how those guys play outside. Ricky, what's it like? You've been in this position before. You know, we're two days away from the season opener. They've been through a long, you know, went through spring, went through a long summer of workouts. They've been through a long, hot fall camp. I'm guessing, you know, we say it, uh, these guys can't wait to hit somebody in another color jersey. But what it's like? what's it like two days before a season opener? Well, I think it's just excitement on their part. Uh, it, it's been a long spring, long summer, long fall camp. And uh, even for us, I can't believe it's here to tell you the truth. It's it's really exciting this time of year to be at the start of football season. And I'm probably maybe over optimistic sometimes, but I just really think we've got a chance to be pretty good. And I, I, I think that this week has really been special for these guys because number one, they've been watching film of somebody else other than themselves in practice and secondly, I know this staff has, has let up some on them. I don't think this week has been that tough physically for them. They've been able to recover some, get their legs under them, and be fresh for Saturday. It's just it's a real exciting time. And I know we've said this time and time again, and whatever this is, 24 years that I've done with you, is you just never know what to expect that first game. I think that is really more so than any sport football you just don't know what you're going to get that first football game which which to me makes it even more exciting yeah that's fun 24 years how about that that doesn't sound possible does it i know i mean you know and i'm 42 so what (laughs) yeah yeah and you had dark hair when you started too right 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 Yeah, well, actually, I probably did. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you might have, exactly. Well, it's going to be fun. Look forward to it. What about the schedule? Eight home games this year. The first four are at home and eight total. I think that's fantastic. In fact, I don't remember ever having a four-game home stretch. Right. You? I, <laughs> right, I, no. Much, much less to start the year. I know we've had three, but I don't remember ever having a four-game homestand. And I, that's phenomenal. Two of those are biggies, and I, I say two of them. There's four of them that are biggies. We need to win all of them. But 
two of them are against ranked football teams. Uh, pretty tough start, and then you follow that with a road game to UCF for, for their very first Big 12 game. Remember, some years ago, we went to West Virginia for their first Big 12 football game. Yeah. So that seems to be our job is welcoming <laughs> yeah. new teams to the Big 12 on the road at yeah. that. But, I, man, I just think – I hope our fans realize how important that they are to this four-game stretch to get in the stands and support these kids with all the work that they've done. And I think Coach Aranda's talked about it. He talked about it at the kickoff lunch and how important it is to hear them there, see them there, and on third down when our defense is out there just to, to be a factor in the football game. So I'm hoping – in spite of heat, that we'd have great crowds for these first four games. Yeah, amen to that. All right, ma'am, it's good to see you at lunch, and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Appreciate it. I'll see you there. All right, very Thanks, good. Guys. Ricky Thompson with us, our sideline analyst, going into his 24th year doing uh, the sidelines for our uh, Baylor Radio Network broadcast. Look forward to that. J.J. Joe is back. It's J.J.'s 20th year coming up, so – uh, look forward to getting the band back together for the broadcast beginning on Saturday. Bob Baker remains our uh, engineer. Jeff Walter is our spotter and statistician. And uh, look forward to uh, game one coming up on Saturday.